Welcome to this week's Connect Life Word Session, brought to you by Victory in the Word Outreach Toronto. In these Word Sessions, it's all about connecting our lives to the Word of God so that we can live out our faith in really practical ways. Together, we are learning how to stand in truth, triumph over challenges, and thrive in purpose, releasing the sound of victory as we go. Well, Connect Life community, hello to you, Dr. Michelle with you here, and I am ready to share the Word of God with you today, coming directly to you. Right where you are is the truth and the beauty of the Word of God, and it is so full of power to change you and to change the, the very world that you live in. So thank you for joining with me, and I hope hope that you are ready to have your life upgraded as we listen to what God has said, as we meditate on what God has said. You know, we are to build our lives on what God says because it is our compass to the true north of our souls. And as we journey and navigate through life, we need that compass. It will direct us to him. It directs us to his heart. The word directs us to his presence and the word helps us to navigate his ways. And as we begin, let's focus our, our vision on the beauty of God and the truth of his word. So Father, thank you so much that you are a compass for our lives. As we look to you, as we stay with you, you direct us, you guide us, you feed us, you sustain us, and you keep us in the place of safety. So today, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for all that you have done, even the things that we don't even know about and the things that you're about to do. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. In our life from the heart of God word study that we're in, we are moving through seven words, words which are used to describe some of the elements of our inheritance with God. And over the past six weeks, I have led you on a journey through the words overcome, fullness, and joy. And today we look at word number four, which is favor. Friends, we are halfway through our journey and I am delighted to be able to share more with you, more about these words. So let's start off with favor. This word, favor, carries different meanings and elicits different reactions from people who are familiar with either the biblical vocabulary and from those who are not familiar with it. So when I say the word favor, what comes to mind for you? Maybe you have asked someone for favor, a favor before in your life. And when you think of favor, the word is connected to getting help. And truly, that is one aspect of the word favor, you know, getting help. There's a definition that says it is something done or granted out of goodwill rather than from justice. It's a kind act. Well, in some church circles, the word is often used as a synonym for financial and tangible resources. When the word, the favor of the Lord is spoken of, it is in reference to receiving things. Now, sadly, that is also used as the only evidence of God's presence in your life and 
the evidence of his love for you. But listen, God's love cannot be reduced to the physical possessions that you and I own. It cannot be reduced to things that we have. It is so, so much bigger, so much greater than that. There is a layer of favor that involves being treated with partiality and with excessive kindness. So I understand how it's easy to make that leap forward to favors all about the tangible, but there's more to it. Today, we are going to look at how the Bible defines favor. We will get a glimpse into the mind of God as it relates to how he interacts with humanity and how he bestows favor. So I'm going to read to you a passage from the Bible that may seem very familiar to you. It's from Luke chapter 1 and it's almost always read during the Christmas season because it involves Mary and Joseph and all of those characters. But it's reading is not to be confined to just one season for like a month and a half out of the year. You can learn from it in every season you find yourself in. So let's go. Luke chapter one, verses 26 to 38. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. To a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, rejoice. Highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, how can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For, for with God, nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. 
and the angel departed from her. So in that passage, we read of a dialogue that is happening between the angel Gabriel, God's messenger angel, and Mary, a young woman who was engaged to a man named Joseph. We, we see their, their conversation. And Gabriel comes with a message from Mary, who is definitely not expecting this today. She didn't wake up thinking, oh, I'll have a visitation. But we thank God for divine interruptions. You know, you don't see them coming, but when they do, they blow your mind and open your access to another level. And through that divine interruption, you are positioned to experience that which will change your life forever. Right? And in this divine interruption, the angel Gabriel's message to Mary started off this way. Rejoice highly favored one the lord is with you blessed are you among women in other words he says you know be happy mary you are greatly favored and you are so 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 blessed by god the angel revealed to mary that she was known as a favored one and you have to remember that the angel's perspective is that of heaven's heaven, of that of God. He describes to Mary how God sees her. He's not there to bring her his opinion or to tell her what the world thinks, what her neighbor is saying. No, he is there to reveal the counsel of God and to share with her how God sees her, her identity in God's eyes. And she has cause to rejoice, to be glad, to take delight because she is favored. And hear this, the Lord is with her. And her position because of all of that is blessed. So he continues with his greeting. Do not be afraid, Mary, because she's troubled by what he says. He says, don't be afraid. You have found favor with God. Now, often in reading this passage, there is a tendency to think that Mary has earned this favor from God. So Mary has lived right and done what was right and carried on as a young girl who loved and served the Lord. And yes, we, we, we see that she does. And because of that, as a result, she deserves to get favor from God. In effect, God has to bless her because she served him. But I suggest to you today that there is more that is happening here. When you look at the phrase found favor with God, the Greek word that has been translated into favor is actually the word charis, which is the word for grace. Using the word grace, now let's put that into this common translation of the phrase. So we're gonna say, Mary, you have earned grace. You have lived right, done what is right and carried on as a young girl who loves and serves the Lord. Therefore, you deserve grace. Uh, doesn't quite fit, does it? When the angel says to Mary that she has found favor with God, he means, and I suggest to you today, that she has encountered God's favor, God's grace. And as a result, she's extremely blessed. 
what is about to happen to her next, her conceiving Jesus in her womb, would be a result of God's grace alone. That is her, his favor on her life. You cannot earn grace. It is his gift to you. The interesting thing about this is that favor did not start um, right in this moment for Mary. God's grace, we see the grace and the favor connected, would have been with Mary from a long time. During her preparation for this role as the mother of God's son, even without her knowing it. This point is so incredible. I, I really don't want it to pass you by. Mary was able to love God and to live right in his eyes because of the favor of God on her life. On the journey, she has learned to respond accurately to the exposure of God's grace. And so she has aligned herself to uh, God's will for her, positioning her for blessing and destiny fulfillment. Her being Gal in Galilee of Nazareth was God's favor on her life. Joseph, uh, who was of the house of David, being her intended spouse, was also God's favor on her life. Elizabeth, who would birth the baby, who would become known as John the Baptist, being her first cousin in her family was also God's favor on her life. We encounter God's favor from his grace along the journey because all of it is part of the preparation so that the scriptures could be fulfilled in Jesus and God's promise can be fulfilled in our lives. This favor that the angel speaks of is due to grace being in operation. When grace is given by God, there will be proof of that grace in your life. And that is what the scripture calls the favor of the Lord. His, his goodwill, his reward, all those things in, in operation because you are being um, guided and governed by his grace in your life. We do not earn grace. I'll say it again. It is his gift to us. And so in a similar way, favor, God's goodwill and the benefits that we receive, which include tangible and intangible blessings, is given as proof of the grace we have received. Think about your life. God's favor and grace is extended to you as you journey with him. And your response to his revealed favor positions you to experience great blessings, even if you don't know it's his favor. So this week, we're, we're just taking a few moments to look at uh, the angel's message to Mary. And then next week, we're going to come back and look at Mary's response to the revealed favor of God on her life. When we find favor and we encounter God's grace, we must respond. Remember, it is God who is within us causing us to desire and to do of his good pleasure. So I, I want to leave that with you today. And you can continue to read through the, the passage and see what's going on and come back next week as we look at Mary's response to the angel and how favor works out when we say yes to the will of God. 
reminding you today that God's favor is given to us as a gift. And as you go, I pray that you, your eyes would be open to see God's favor on your life, how he has given you proof that his grace is truly more than enough. Thank you for joining me today, Dr. Michelle, I'm with you from the Connect Life Words sessions and God wish you bless you as you go. Share the message, like our, our page, and subscribe to our website. May the favor of God encompass you like a shield today and always.